Michelle Peremsky. And I'm Pastor Ron Ween. And you're listening to 180 Your Life, the grief empowerment podcast to help you craft a life you love after loss. So today we are in our third podcast of The, the Casserole Killer. Dun, dun, dun. You always have to add that at the end. All right, so today <laughs> we're talking about um, coordinating meals and creating a list of bills. Um, so, Pastor Ron, in the back of 180 Your Life, I just lost my place. That makes it fun. Um, in the back of the book, 180 Your Life, From Tragedy to Triumph, A Woman's Grief Guide. Um, but you can also use, really, it's, so much of this is just applicable to grief. Um, so, we're going to talk about coordinating the meals. And in the back section, we have a whole section called The Casserole Killer, or If There's Anything I Can Do. And it says, designate someone to coordinate meals. Have family, have friends plan healthy meals rather than bringing random food. Otherwise, the family may have too many comfort foods and not enough nutrition for the weeks ahead. Consider ordering pre-planned meals from places like Dinner Affair. That that is a great grief gift. So let's talk about planning the meals. Oh my goodness. Uh, the basic meals have to be covered because when people are in grief, we are not thinking clearly. Mm-hmm. We just are not in the, the planning stages. We can barely uh, breathe. I know the first thing I had to do was learn how to breathe again um, because I kept on shutting down. Well, and deep belly breathing. Deep belly breathing, mm-hmm. yes. We're just panting. We're just uh, putting more adrenaline into the system. And then we go after the comfort foods automatically because that it seems to sedate us from experiencing the, the terribleness of our tragedy. Well, you know, from what I understand, and I, again, I'm not a health professional, but sure. um, when we go through loss, there's a, is it, um, a, there's a hormone called dopamine. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's either an endorphin or it's a hormone, forgive me, but... Um, it is something that your body excretes that is that keeps us connected. When I when we're in a relationship with someone, a friendship, uh, a family member, a work relationship um, that's positive, it, the dopamine is a feel good hormone that helps us feel that continues to encourage us to be connected. I'm tripping a little bit here. That's okay. It's yeah. a, it's a neurotransmitter. So. Ah, there we go. It's a neurotransmitter. Yeah. I had a little mind blank there. So what happens when we go through a loss is that our body loses that source of exactly. dopamine and our brain can, from what I've read, our brain can be on withdrawals like from cocaine. It yes. is a serious, massive withdrawal in our body from something that we're used to from a, a significant relationship. And it affects your sleep, it affects your digestive system, it affects, and your digestive system affects your serotonin levels, which affects your sleep. It, it is a, a massive physical experience, uh, you know, aside from being a mental and spiritual experience, an emotional experience. Mm-hmm. So food is really important. You've said before, you've got to go through grief first through the body. Why is that? Because if you don't take care of your body, it doesn't matter what people say to you. Uh, you're not going to remember it, and it won't be applicable because your body is going to have the veto over anything that's said. Your body is in like a chaos mode. Yes, it's in chaos, and the dopamine is uh, the, the, the basis of joy. 
So when you lose your loved one, the question is, where are you going to find some joy now? And like a heat-seeking missile, we just, you know, if you feed a rat, the dopamine level goes up six levels. So you go to the food to replace the dopamine, which gives, again, that's the basis of comfort food. Right, so, so we're, not, we're not saying anybody's rats here. Or, no, we're not, you know, saying we're rats. not saying that, no. But what we are saying is that... <laughs> is, Rat grief. No, no. no. Is that, um, you know, the, the quick uh, boost that you get from simple sugars yes. can make you feel good quickly, but it also drops, it also has a sugar yes. crash. So that's why we do reach for the comfort foods because they're simple carbs. Um, but you really have to balance that wisely with protein and proper fats because, you know, your brain runs really well when you give it the proper fats. Yeah, but that's not, that's not a natural thing. I mean, when you, do, when you do a food to replace dopamine, that's a pseudo source of dopamine. It's a false source. It's a false source because joy happens when you walk into the room and someone else's face lights up. And you go, whoa, and the person whose face lights up, and there's a connection there, and that's where the dopamine comes on both sides. So it's just as blessed to give as to receive. Mm -hmm. So you cannot replace that dopamine bounce because your loved one, you know, if you love, had a loved one die, that means that joy is now gone, which means there's no more dopamine coming down. I don't road. know that I would say that that joy is gone. I would say that well, you can find a new earlier. source of joy. Yeah, you can find a new source. And, and that, you know, that's why it's important to reach out and create relationships. Because the opposite of addiction, we go into addictive behaviors um, because we are craving relationship. Because it's a quick serotonin source for right. our bodies. Um, so chemically speaking. But the opposite of addictive behaviors is connection. So you create new sources of dopamine. Now, is it going to be at the same level right away as the loved one that you had? No, but that's okay because you, I mean, it has to be okay. We have to make the choices to go through the loss and to find new connections. And, you know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13 that these three things last, faith, hope and love but the greatest of these is love mm -hmm. so that means that that source of of love does not die it transforms you know if love always lasts then the love we have for our loved ones and the love they have for us still lives because that's eternal but here on earth we need to find new sources of connection so that we can reestablish those feel good hormones in our bodies mm -hmm. or neurotransmitters don't you agree sure. sure yeah but in the beginning when you're in early grief there's nothing that's going to replace that uh, because and then that's where the people are so important to surround them with uh, helping them choose meals i mean when you're to the point where you can't even choose healthy things to eat uh, you're in trouble and those people who surround them can provide the, the meals, but also the connection that you're talking about, the replacement of the dopamine bounce. So it's very important to have that, those connections. To have life. connection with others, yes. exactly. Yes. So meals and connection are very important. Um, don't forget that you can 
you know, a great grief gift to some friends. They know that at the time, my late husband, I really cooked biannually, that like twice a year. And, and he was an amazing cook. And when they found out that he died, they called me up and they're like, how are you? And I go, oh, you know, this is horrible. And they're like, what are you eating? And I'm like, I don't know. I just burned myself defrosting a pizza. And, and so they ordered, um, through Dinner Affair, they ordered some um, pre-made meals to be delivered. And I got to tell you, that was one of the most practical grief gifts oh was having meals that were pre-made that were healthy for my family for a week in advance for two weeks. That was a huge gift. So I just want to pass that information along. Um, the next thing that we're going to talk about is creating a list of all the bills. Mm. Now you may not do this in the first day or two, but you may do it in the first week is finances you know, if especially if uh, um, one of the breadwinners has passed on, you need to talk about finances, even though it's uncomfortable. So I'm going to read from our list right here. So designate a trusted family member or friend to organize the bills so they get paid. Make an appointment with a financial planner. Um, if there is not enough money to cover the family bills, people can make a tax-deductible donation to a church or synagogue or another nonprofit designating that those funds go to the family. Check to see if there is a processing fee from the nonprofit, but the majority of the funds should make it to the family, and your donation will be tax-deductible. Also, you can make a donation on websites like GoFundMe to help raise funds to cover unexpected funeral costs or expenses associated with the loss, and that's a really big help. But what you want to do is designate someone who is a dispassionate party to help coordinate the money. Um, it may not be a family member. It may be a financial planner who is going to say, this is the best use of funds. Another thing that when you're dealing with a funeral home is to get um, uh, death certificates. Unfortunately, you're going to need them. They're called DCs for a death certificate. And I want to say your funeral home or um, the coroner may offer like one or two. You need to order 20. You pass them out like get out of jail cards in a way because if certain bills were in the person's name who passed, you can submit a death certificate and oftentimes um, that bill will go away because that person who is the source of funds is no longer there. So you do need to go through the bills of what needs to be paid right away. What is in the name, solely in the name of the person who has passed? Um, what income do you have coming in and what is flowing out? And if you have some life insurance money coming in, you definitely need to talk to a financial planner, a certified financial planner who will help you organize and plan for the future. Because oftentimes when a, a windfall of funds comes in, um, you're in grief and you're not thinking clearly. So you want to make sure that you're using those funds for the long term. People may come to you for a loan, family wants certain bills covered, and you need to really connect quickly with a financial planner to make sure that you're making wise use of that money to care for your family, your immediate family, for the long term. And, um, and that's important to do. And you may want to interview two, three, 
four or five financial planners and bring along friends and family members or, you know, who is versed in finances to help you make a wise decision. Um, it's, and so often when we're in grief, we really want to be connected. So we may make decisions with finances just because we want to reinforce the relationship. And that may not be good for you in the long term. So put off making any major financial decisions or giving away funds for at least several months so that you can connect with a financial planner and make wise decisions. Um, any other extra thoughts you want to add, Pastor Ron? I think you've covered a lot of it. Uh, the, the important thing is to get help from the right people. There might be some people who are well-meaning but do not have the talent to give you the help that you need. So that's important to, to make sure that we're going to help you with your finances and are they qualified to do that. Um, because again, uh, everybody wants to help, and some help is better than others, and you got to make sure that the people that you're getting the information from know what they're doing. And you know, a really great way to coordinate help is through a website like signupgenius.com, where you can coordinate meals and people can volunteer, because oftentimes at the memorial service, a lot of people meet it in a genuine way. They'll say, if there's anything I can, I can do, do, let me know. You need to have someone um, who's your coordinator who says, let me take down your name and number. What skills, like what do you do for a living? If there's a tax accountant, maybe they can help you with your taxes. Maybe they can give you a great discount, you know, because the person who usually helped you with your taxes, your spouse, is no longer there. Um, that is an amazing grief gift. We got to think a bit outside the box on how we can contribute over the long term to a family that's going through loss. So we've got more ideas at 180yourlife.com. Um, in the book, 180 Your Life, if you'd like to make a donation to help support this kind of programming, you can do so at 180yourgrief.org. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And in our next podcast, we're going to be talking about coordinating with the coroner and coordinating child care. We look forward to talking to you. God bless. And we want you to live healthy and live healthy, live, uh-oh, What's it? Did I forget it? I didn't forget it. It's health, hope, and healing after loss. There we go. Just had a little moment. All right. God bless. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.